Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. I want to kind of switch gears because I'm, I'm very curious about this team you've built, right? And again, you, you have a degree mm-hmm. in business management, so we'll, we'll be fair that you have some training here. Um, but then you took this, you know, freelance accidental hobby turned business, if you will, and you've turned it into an actual business that you run, that you manage. What was that switch for you? Like, what was that like? And, and how did you do it? How did you go from being the guy who did all the delivery to, mm-hmm. okay, now I've got people, I've got staff, and you've got to train them. You've got to give them methodology. Do you take a brand yep. new name? Do you teach them? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, so it started while I was still working full-time, and that was kind of the main push. I, uh, I just put a page on the website, uh, freelance writers wanted, writers wanted, and be- because I was doing it after work and on the weekends, And that's when I started thinking about, I don't want to just do this as a freelancer, which, which is fine. I didn't want to do it. I kind of wanted to build a business. So I started looking for other people that might be interested in doing the writing and just, I put the page up and I think I reach, I think I put up a few listings on, I don't know if it was LinkedIn, but pro blogger might've had a job board type listing and, and so I got the first person that was interested and she's actually still writes for a few clients of ours, but she started writing for one of our clients and then it just happened slowly, got a second one and that writer's page still ranks pretty well. But I think if you search for writers wanted, it's, it's on the first page. That's um, awesome. I mean, like obviously yeah. you drink your own water, this stuff works. That's awesome. But how do you know if these people are good? Do you test yep. them? teach them like how do you know so the the testing begins the moment they they fill out the contact form so it's not a long form it's not a complicated form we see how they fill out the form is it is it legible does it make sense are they skipping questions so we kind of test them right away for their writing skills and also can they follow instructions by filling out the entire form and it, it's it's maybe 10 questions and so that's kind of the first test. If, if they fail that, if the form looks bad, uh, we respond and say, um, I think it's something like, no, thank you, or uh, thanks for filling out the form. Uh, it doesn't look like you would be a fit for what we're doing. Form looks good. We assign them a, a free trial post. We give them kind of a checklist, to, or we give them, we have them write a sample post that we pay for that's just for us to review. And we give them the guidelines, a title, kind of who the client might be, and some guidelines, a checklist for how we would like to see things, and also a due date. And we give them a due date of, say, June 21st. And we don't necessarily give them a time. We like to see when they turn it in, if it's the day before, the day of at noon, or 11.59 p.m. on the due date, or if there's an excuse, uh, my dog ate it, or something like that. So the testing, there's a few steps and then we bring them on board if they, if they pass that, which is not necessarily a complicated thing to go through, but it's, it's important, important stuff. So we'll bring them on board and then we'll try to assign them to a client as soon as we can. 
And with each client, we kind of do a free trial sample and learn about the client as much as we can. Client can see what we offer and we try to match a writer's interests and experiences uh, with each client, depending on what the client is. And then we see how the writer does, but, but, you, but that process has, has been pretty much the same for the last, it was like 2011, 2012 when I brought on the first writer and it's been pretty much the same and has, has worked pretty well. Awesome. I like that a lot. And again, I like, I like kind of that hidden, you know, assessment, like when did they send it in? Yep. They, all of these instructions. I have, um, so I taught high schools for a while. Um, I made this entrepreneurship course that I'm teaching in high schools. And one of the questions I put on every test, right. Was yep. your name? top of the page. And mm -hmm. I wrote next to it, two points, <laughs> get points, for putting your name on this line over here where I wrote it. And inevitably every class, There'd be one or two students who wouldn't do it. They'd either skip the name. They wouldn't put it where I had it. Um, mm -hmm. They only wrote a first name, not a last name. And I wrote first and last name. And I would take off the points and they would like freak out. I'm like, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Welcome to life. You don't it follow is. instructions. You're going to end up with consequences. This is really clear. This is really not hard. Right. Mm -hmm. Warning you that it costs points. They were just in shock. But yeah, but that, that's the thing, right? It, if you can't follow it, again, school teaches you how to work for someone else. Mm -hmm. So if you want to run your own business, don't write your name on my test. No problem. Don't care. Yep, exactly. We're, you we're want to work for someone? Tested. We're all enough. being tested all the time. Totally. I mean, for anything that we do. So Totally. I like that. And so are you the coordinator? Like what, what does the business look like for you now? You got 60 freelance writers all over the world. The sites are generating traffic. Are you still doing any writing? Are you just kind of managing? Are you just kind of matchmaking at this point? Like what does your work look like these days? My work, so I still write for our blog, the Ghost, Write, Ghost Blog Writers blog, um, about, I think it's four years ago this summer, I brought on a manager who does what I used to do, which is new client comes on board, new writer comes on board. I just kind of created, or I documented the processes that I would do, and now she does that, and... I still help out occasionally with questions. Um, my day-to-day -day is mostly check my email if there's any emergencies or questions, try to answer those. I still like to do the, the, the manager, she does, she sends out invoices and pays the writers. I still like to kind of manage the bookkeeping side of it a little bit. Um, I do a little bit of the sales side of it, kind of, uh, well, I do have a freelancer who kind of helps with a little bit of outbound sales. I still kind of manage, tweak things with the website a little bit. I, I change, I kind of think about the overall business and change a process here or there, or maybe I'll dive into the pricing a little bit and see if there's anything that needs to be tweaked there. I still, uh, our manager is in Australia and a lot of times it's difficult for her to jump on a sales call because it's opposite time zone from the U.S. So I'll still do some sales calls each week. Um, but I, I wouldn't say I'm removed from the business, but I've tried to always replace myself in each of the tasks that I've, I've had over the years. I love that. Again, that's, that's the best way to grow and scale, right? Because when everything lives and dies on you, the business will never be any bigger than the amount of hours you have in a day. Yep. I would say if, if something happened to me 
today the business would can would continue on at at the way it is currently so that's really cool i think i think it's something so many small business owners struggle with right especially again your your story and your history and how you got into it would make you a perfect profile for the kind of guy that could never be separated from it you know and instead what you've done like what you said you know anything that you do kind of codifying the process and then delegating it out that's when you start to own a business instead of having a business that owns you yep and uh, and i have things that i would like to do so a lot of the last year and a half has been i've uh it's been fortunate. Uh, our, my daughter was born and I've been able to spend time with her during the day, not a full day, but I would say probably more. I, so usually I, I get up and do about an hour's worth of work and then I watch her and my wife goes to work and a babysitter comes at about 10, 11 o'clock and watches her for the rest of the day. So, so I'm able to spend time with her and then I, I have a few priorities that I'm working on um, maybe acquiring a business in the next year to two. So just in your industry or as a separate investment, I would say probably for the first one, probably the same industry or similar, maybe not like another blogging company, but probably digital marketing, right? Digital marketing services so that they kind of match. Yep. So that's kind of been where I've been doing a lot of research and just figuring out what I need to do there. Um, and then also kind of spending time with my daughter until she doesn't want to spend time with me and she wants to go to daycare. So, um, how old is she? She's, uh, 18 months. So she's running around crazy and taking up a lot of energy. Love that. That is so awesome. Okay, cool. And again, like that's, that's the benefit of being able to separate yourself from the business where, you then can do other things, grow the business in completely different ways, like acquisitions and stuff like that. I love that. So again, and, and we spoke about this, you know, before we, we hit record, sounds like you got it made in the shade, right? Like you started this thing as a hobby, it became a business, you were a freelancer, you've now got, you know, staff all over the world, the thing could totally run without you, just six money in your bank account. This is like every freelancer's dream. What are you currently struggling with? Yep. And that is, well, it, it is not true. It's, it's, it's very stressful. You know, every time a client um, doesn't like a blog post, I feel, I, I feel that very heavily. I try to figure out where I went wrong. Um, but currently struggling, I would actually say it's an interesting point on the freelancer side. So I would say we're in a pretty good chance or a pretty good position to attract new writers, but the economy has been doing well. Job unemployment is low. We're struggling to, I would say, pe- freelance writers can easily find work, and that makes it difficult to retain people or um, give them enough. I, I mean, think we treat people well. I think we we pay, pay a pretty good amount. It's competitive, but we're struggling to find loyal new writers. We've had writers that have been with us a long time, but if someone comes and tries it out, they might leave right away. So that's kind of an, it's been an interesting one where when I started, it was kind of right after the 2008, 2009 financial crisis and everyone was looking for a job, it seemed like. So if you offer, you were offering a job, especially one where you could work from home from your own computer, um, 
it seemed like writers were available and you just kind of had the pick but now it's kind of the opposite where that's been a struggle for I would say the last probably year or so I hear that and I hear that a lot from clients you know like so my my superpower is marketing we do a lot of marketing and with our our larger companies we typically have a two-tiered marketing strategy where one tier is geared toward the customers and clients and the other tier is geared toward the staff and providers Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause, cause we need to market to them to attract them and to retain them. So some of it is attraction strategies, some of it is retention strategies. And, and it's a real thing when you have a strong economy like that, you, the same way you're in competition for customers, you're in competition for staff. Yes. Yep. So what, what have you done about it already? So we, tr- we've tried to uh, make the onboarding process better so one of the struggles we've had is so we'll bring on new writers we we kind of are always looking for good writers we have them go through kind of that initiation phase i talked about now they're on the list of 60 writers that receive each opportunity a new client comes in we send out the opportunity obviously you can only if say there's 60 writers five raise their hands and say that they're interested you can only pick one and the other four are disappointed. Um, So we've tried to not skew it towards new writers, but we want the new writers to have a good experience. So if we think a new writer is is really a good fit, we'll try to find them an opportunity to write for a client as soon as possible. Because if they miss out on say one, the first opportunity and then another one, they're they're probably going to look for for someone else to work for another agency. So that's been a change we've made in the last six months that seems to have been positive. It's not perfect, but that's been a one positive change that we've made. So then are you sending it to that writer individually or are you just trying to pick them over the five that raise their hands that they, they have a higher kind of priority or probability of being the one chosen? Yeah, I would say we, so we might get a new, so we get the client, we have the five that apply. If there's a new writer in that group that's interested, we might reach out to that writer and say, how interested are you? Like, are you really interested or are you just looking for any type of client? And so we might dig a little deeper than we did in, in previous years. Okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah. And you know, as they say, what gets you from A to B won't get you from B to C. And it's sometimes yep. because your business changes. And again, that you've totally seen, um, but sometimes because the world changes. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of people in my online program. A lot of them are within the first, you know, zero to five years of their business. It's a, we build a marketing strategy. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, but I got a bunch of people who are in the 20 plus bracket, mm-hmm. you know, because everything they've been doing, you know, they've noticed in the last, let's say five to seven years that all the stuff they used to do, like it's, it's not working anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Things have changed. The game is. I, I would say, yeah. And that's happened in the blogging world the last three years or three to five years ago, I I don't want to say it was easier to get traffic 10 years ago. It seemed like it. It's, it's, it seems like more work now, but also potentially more payoff because a lot of, a lot of companies or bloggers get discouraged right away. But if you can stick it out, there's opportunity, but yeah, I've definitely seen that compared from year zero to year five, six to 10 is that's kind of what I've seen is it's we I have to change things from what we used to do totally so can I throw out an idea yes so 
I'll tell you what, what I would say. And again, it's also the age population, you know, kind of looking at the age of your staff. So whereas you were probably attracting older millennials or possibly older than that, now you'll be attracting the younger millennials who, yes. you know, if I'm going to be super rude and, and stereotypical, are a little softer mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to, um, to disappointment sometimes. I'm not yep. saying everybody, right? Because when we stereotype, the whole point is that we're making a generalization. That's mm-hmm. ESA, mm-hmm. racial profiling, marketers do it better. So... Um, the, um, the idea would be if, if this isn't working for them, right. Cause it's insulting. Cause it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple of things. One is setting the expectation kind of clearer to begin with, you know, we're yes. like, Hey, you're joining the team, expect your first job within three months yes. you know, within yep. two months, whatever is the, the extended time frame, right? Cause that whole concept of surprise and delight, you know, and, and this part of what we teach in, in our retention strategies and our, you know, word of mouth strategies is exceeding expectations. Part of that is you're in charge of the one setting the expectations. So being yes. really clear when they come in, setting the expectations farther so that it's much like kind of setting the bar lower so it's way easier to jump over. Yep, I like you know, that. So guys, you can only expect a job in three months. I'm like, whoa, I got one the first month. Wow, mm-hmm. that's so cool. As opposed to them expecting one in three days and it's three weeks before they get it. Um, you know, so kind of giving that, that long range of what they would expect and then they get it way sooner. You, you have, I want to go back. I want to go and check what our email says or our website. I don't know. I don't think it says that we might have to change the expectation. Yeah. So shifting the expectation. And then I would kind of shift. I, I would possibly shift how you give out the jobs, meaning because if that kind of hand raise was working originally, either because mm-hmm. there was more of a flow or because the people were less sensitive, great. And if it's not working now, because people are being insulted and they're, you know, just, it's, it's a constant flow of disappointment mm-hmm. really, and they're mm-hmm. not actors. So if they're not primed yep. for it, yes. um, you know, I might sooner do a little more research on my people to begin with. What are the things you like? What are the topics mm-hmm. you want? And you could say, it'll take us a little longer to get you that, but we'll get you the work you want the most. And then doing custom matches within the system. You get a new client, email goes out to first friend, and you tell everybody, I, I would kind of change the operations of it. You know, we need an answer back within 12 hours. You know, look mm-hmm. out for an email from us. It might take a certain amount of time, but when you get the dibs, we're going in priority order. If you're getting an email from us, it means you were a priority candidate. So we need yep. to hear from you quickly. And then I would, might do it more individually. So that people either don't get appointed as often. So I send it out to only three people at a time instead of the mm-hmm. whole network or people or whatever, or, or I'm only sending it to one at a time, you know, depending how, I don't know your, your time frame for when you get the client to when you have to assign them a writer and that kind of stuff, but that way less people are getting disappointed way less often. I like that too. We, we used to do a version of that, but this, this was in the earlier days when maybe we had 10 writers on the list and I, and I would reach out to one that I thought was the perfect fit. Right. And then we changed it as we got more, might be time to look at, maybe Changing not going back, back to the bit. exact same way, but kind of- No, because this re- will be more, this. again, yep. that was based on like in your head, you thought that person was the perfect yes. fit. This will be algorithm and database based. Yes. So it's, it's very easily outsourceable. You're not in the equation. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a systems person. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a marketing analyst. I'm just a weirdo. <laughs> to me, I blend that, right? So I'm taking kind of the marketing yep. angle of yep. kind of like creating communicating value and the system angle of how do I create a system that works in that marketing frame. Um, and so in, in my vision, you know, you've got a manager, you've got a database of people, you know, mm-hmm. with their, mm-hmm. their preferences, their availability, um, you know, their lead up time, like kind of all of that. And then you've got a manager who, when a job comes in, looks for a match, you know, and it, mm-hmm. it's more of, instead of, you know, as you grew, you made it kind of a self-matching system here, yep. you'd be making it more of an active matching system so that, 
you know, again, the worst thing about Tinder is when everyone's saying no to you. Yes. <laughs> yep. You know, so same thing here. And again, these, this generation is living with that constantly, mm -hmm. you know, so for you to layer upon that, it's just going to be bad news. And then you will, again, the, the counterbalance is then the majority aren't seeing all the jobs coming in. Mm -hmm. They're not actively involved. So you'll have to compensate for that in some way. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever it is you're going to be doing, some other benefits that you're giving them, getting them. So maybe you're going to add on some, you know, ongoing training. And just yep. again, as you grow as a company, yep. um, to shift the, the value proposition for your people, whereas mm -hmm. it was super mm -hmm. simple before and now adding, again, what do they need? All right, target marketing. Yep. What, what yep. do, and this is when we do our marketing for staff plans, you know, and I have a whole talk on it. What, what do the internal people need? Like with one company, they're having a very hard time finding staff in the bigger cities. I said, why don't you bring people in from somewhere else and then, you know, get them room and board? And they're like, huh? <laughs> but that's a holy, it's a, I'm targeting a different staff person, but that's a completely different solution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so same kind of thing here. What other value proposition can I give them? How do I hedge the disadvantages and how do I add different advantages? What do they want? Do they want some ongoing training? Do they want mm -hmm. some sales coaching? Cause they're also independent freelance writers. Do they want some ongoing continuing education in the, in the writing space so that I'm, you know, I always say to my people, and I say this to my staff and I mean it wholeheartedly. I intend to train you so that you could leave at any time, get a better mm -hmm. job, treat you so well that you'll never want to. Yes. That's I like my goal. And, and I, I keep my people. I train them really well. They mm -hmm. totally could leave, and but they um, kind of like hanging out with me. <laughs> That's good. All right, I have two takeaways now. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I want feedback. Be busy. Okay. <laughs> I want to know how it works. All right, cool. And again, guys, for all of you listening, the game is changing. It's changing every day, and you know, after a couple years, it, it catches up to you. And uh, and I, I so appreciate that you shared that with us in such a real way. You know, because before you mm -hmm. shared it, I really believe listeners are going like. This guy has it so made, you know, if I could only, no. him. and it's always true. It's always true that there's a struggle mm -hmm. and it's always true that you can overcome it. Just realize oh, yeah. that no one, no one has made in the shake at every no. level. There's just a different, again, struggle might be the wrong world, but just a different challenge, a, mm -hmm. a, new, a new thing to conquer, if you will, mm -hmm. a new thing to learn, to develop, to shift so that you don't end up at the bottom of that bell curve. Yep. Yep. It's All true. Right. I've noticed it too and, and have, have experienced it. And, but, but like you said, it's not that you can, can't overcome it. So. No. And, and again, it's using yeah. the same skills that you've had. It's usually just a new application of something that you've already done before. So like, you know, you used to do it this way and did it a different mm -hmm. way. So now there'd be a kind of a blending, you know, and mm -hmm. I actually had a guy earlier today, one of my clients, um, you know, he's like, okay, I got to fix this, you know, so I'm, I'm canceling all the stuff I've been doing. I'm going to change everything I've been doing. And I, I'm ready to start again. I'm ready to invest everything. And I was like, stop it right now. Why, why would you do that? He's like, well, if it's not good, I'm going to, you know, you gotta, you gotta destroy the build. I'm like, no. who said, who, who said that? Never, <laughs> like, why do you think business building is a Phoenix? It's a ladder. Mm -hmm. Why? Why would I have to destroy to be reborn? No, no, no. Just keep climbing. Keep stepping. Uh -huh. you, know, you can climb any ladder you want, just not necessarily 17 steps at a time. Um, Don't throw away what you already know. Exactly. It's like, yeah. why? Why would you destroy <laughs> it? It's working. That's crazy. Um, so totally. You know, every, every advance is just a new step to climb. Mm -hmm. and, uh, this is awesome stuff. And Dane, you shared so many valuable things with us, like so much information. I hope you realize like this was almost like I hope so. a crash course in 
blogging for business development. And to me, the most valuable takeaway hearing from a guy on the inside, what level of long-term strategy this really is. Mm -hmm. I think like, even for me, like I'll be totally honest, I looked at blogging as like a three to six month strategy. And mm -hmm. I even said that to you, like within three months, don't you see something? And I, and I get it now. No, you, you kind of don't. <laughs> you you might, yeah, it's maybe not very often. It, you might get one post that for whatever reason, no one else has written about the topic, but a lot of people are interested in it. Even right. Or if you're leveraging social hard. media and driving traffic yeah. that way, like it would have to be a common, you know, in our marketing mixology guide, kind of we layer strategies and create these, these cocktails yep. um, of, you know, how to do things. But people who look at it as an independent, um, and again, most people thought it takes way faster than me. I thought it's like a three to six month thing, but understanding uh -huh. that it's a two to year, three year thing to me, that's intensely valuable. Yep. You know, and then, and then all those back end pieces of, you know, plus you need the keywords, plus you need to be researching. What are the questions people are asking? Do you use Google trends? at all or because it's such a long-term strategy you don't really do the trend research we kind of we do stay away from trends we like to as much as we can write posts for ourselves and for clients that are useful today but hopefully also useful in five ten plus years from now so that i mean there's posts that we have written several years ago that clients are like you know that post this one that you did several years ago is still doing really well it's so so that's kind of the approach but we do kind of look at trends a little bit to see how things are changing and, and you can identify new trends that might be popular or getting popular now that you think will still be popular years from now i like that i like that a lot so where can people find you find out more about you your company Company. They can just Google search yep. you and you'll pop yep. up. But <laughs> you, can, you can search for ghost blog writers. Uh, the main social platform that I use is LinkedIn. And then I'm pretty active there. If you connect with me, would be happy to connect back and, and start any kind of conversation. So that's the number one place. Love it. Yeah, I'm a big LinkedIner also. It's, and it's only getting bigger um, uh, yes. right now. LinkedIn's in super growth phase, you know, where we stand today. So it's, it's a great deal. Okay, guys. So we'll put the link to Dane's LinkedIn profile and to his website and all that fun stuff in the show notes at sdran.com slash 68. Um, so Dane, I like to kind of surprise my guests at the end and ask for a quote because I love quotes. I'm quote obsessed. So it doesn't have to be your favorite one of all time, though it can be. It could just be like a random thought that popped into your head, but I love kind of this condensed wisdom to send people on their way. I'll give you one of my favorites that I think about all the time, and it is, you are what you do every day. I didn't think of it. I, I read it somewhere, and I'm sure multiple people have said it, but um, whatever you want to do, start, you have to do it every single day, and it's easy to get it. I found that it's easy to get into bad habits where if I am... If I am working with client management every single day, I'm a client manager, not necessarily a business owner. So, or if I'm writing a blog post every day, I'm a blog writer, not a business owner. So I, I try to think about that every so often to look at my own schedule and, and what I want to be doing. So. I like that a lot. And again, it, it so resonates with what you said. Like you started it, you were writing every day. Man, you're like, I like it a lot. You are what you do every day. Super cool. All right, guys, so check out Dane. We'll put those links in, sdran.com slash 68. And as you know, we're in subscription growth mode. So like, obviously you're subscribed because you're listening, duh. Um, mm -hmm. And it's time to share the wealth. 
you know, I have no doubts because I know how much I benefited from this episode that you benefited in learning more about digital marketing, more about business development, scaling strategies, going from freelancer to proper business owner. Like there's so much cool stuff here. Dana's awesome. And you don't only want to benefit, you want to share that wealth because that's why we're here. So go and right now, stop. Listen, Dana and I, we just spent, you know, almost an hour spending our time on you. I want 15 seconds of your time. Go and find somebody, text somebody, message them, post it on your social channels, share this episode with someone who needs this information. Someone who's trying to learn about blogging, who's been dabbling in blogging, who's trying to grow their business, who's trying to scale their business, who's trying to get out of that trap of hours for dollars. Any of those people, that's a great person to tell about episode 68 of the Business Breakthrough Podcast, and we will catch you next week. Dane, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was very fun. This is great. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?